This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Regional Roundup with Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent with The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker, together with Ryan Huang. Time now for our regional roundup. We saw Indonesia reporting record high coronavirus deaths on Monday. The world's fourth most populous country has decided to extend an ongoing partial lockdown. It was supposed to end yesterday. Now it's going to end on Sunday. And we've also seen reports that Indonesia has uh, overtaken India and Brazil as a global COVID-19 hotspot. It's been called the epicenter of this part of Asia, right? Across the causeway, Malaysia also looking to ease restrictions for vaccinated individuals soon. We'll see how this pans out. The country is still reporting rather high number of cases. I believe it's five-figure case numbers. On the line to help us out with all these headlines, Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Leslie, Good morning. How are you? I'm good, Elliot. Good morning. I'm doing good. I hope you guys do the same. Yeah, I'm sure you heard about restrictions that are going to kick in from tomorrow here in Singapore. But as we discuss these two countries, Indonesia and Malaysia, I suppose there's a lot to be grateful for. Let's start off with Indonesia, Leslie. I mean, what what exactly is the problem there? I mean, it's been called the epicenter for COVID-19 here in South Asia or Southeast Asia. Yet, we have a case of people not really adhering to social distancing. What do we see over the Hari Raya Haji holiday? I think we've seen images of you know people massing together for prayers and and for other to you know to to come together for these celebrations, these Idil Adha celebrations. Mm-hmm. And you know it is really tough in especially people get desensitized after with so many deaths. I think in these tradition-bound societies, you know, it's very hard to give up these religious events, especially during trying times like this. And I think there's the trouble and the challenges faced by governments in the region to actually drill down this message that people really need to take responsibility of their own of their of the of the health, you know, especially during this crisis, and I think this has been one of the biggest challenges. And a lot of it's like in tradition-bound societies, you know, since messages that you mm-hmm. know tell people you don't have to worry sometimes come from religious leaders themselves. Mm-hmm. So you've got problems. I think governments in these places need to to engage religious leaders, get them on their side, and for them to push this message that look. People need to need to be careful, yeah. but this this is this isn't happening. This isn't happening. So, I'm, I'm, I wonder sometimes: you know, are people just becoming desensitized because there's so many people passing up, you know, succumbing to the to the to the pandemic, and you know, people just getting uh, just giving up. I don't know. Yeah. It's really it is troubling. I actually really like the point that you make here. I mean, engaging religious leaders. And you get to a point right now, I mean, it's like normal to see, oh, I, there are so many deaths, there are so many cases. Yeah, it's just it's just another day. We become so used to it, right? But in these traditional countries or anyone that has been brought up with a religion, you can't help. Like, for example, I'm, I'm Catholic. I haven't been to church for more than a year. And yeah. we grew up thinking, that, hey, you miss Sunday, there's a problem. Huh? You get punished, you get caning, et cetera, et cetera, from catechism <laughs> class, right? But if the yeah. religious leaders come out to say it's okay, 
you know, take care of your health, pray at home, that can make all the difference. Exactly. But is there no no unity? Is is President Jokowi struggling to to, to get these leaders involved? Exactly. He he is. I mean, you know, they they are struggling, and especially getting this, it is also very tough in societies like this where there aren't any social nets. So people Mm -hmm. still, despite even knowing the dangers, they've probably got no choice. They've got to go, go go out to work and find means for to make ends meet. So I think it is it's a bunch of issues coming together here mm-hmm. and for governments uh, having to deal with and you know, you can imagine for for countries uh, large populations like, you know, Indonesia and all the challenges, Philippines, even mm-hmm. Thailand, you yes, know, we, yes. we we're seeing so many people go out of jobs. We uh, they even talking about a Wuhan kind of style of lockdown in Thailand wow. now. Even that is being considered, you know. So I think what the region is facing, just like Singapore now, you know, uh, plans to ease the lockdown, you know, have to be kind of pulled back and taken stock again because really no one knows the kind of twist mm. people are going to confront in this pandemic. You know, it's every, there's so many unknowns actually that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. You could warn that we're heading to an endemic phase of this, but when is that right. phase? And you have to have the vaccination to, to, to back it up. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. We, we saw similar sort of warnings uh, and caution ahead of the Hari Raya Haji holiday in Malaysia, telling people, you know, try not to gather large crowds and, one, and, and whatnot. Was it a, a similar situation in Malaysia yesterday? It was generally a muted affair yesterday. Okay. I think, uh, but there were images too of people congregating mm. uh, up in the the northern Malay Muslim Belt regions, you know, in the northern northern part of Peninsular Malaysia, northeastern, you know, north northeastern where Klantan and Pungaru, uh, these are all predominantly Muslim societies. We saw a large gathering, especially among foreign workers in Kedah yesterday. Mm. And police are investigating that. While it was a muted affair, you've got Pockets where people were kind of decided that hey, look, you just might as well just go and you know follow, continue with life as normal, you know, and and celebrate Hari Raya Haji the way they typically do. And so you know, I think we're going to see if there's an impact to this in the coming in the numbers in the coming weeks. So that's that's what we you know everyone's bracing for. And like you pointed out earlier, numbers aren't coming down. Yeah. You know, we see numbers spike. So. No, it goes back to that thing. Are people getting desensitized because despite a lockdown for more than a month, nothing nothing has changed. You know, numbers are still spiking. So I think people wonder whether, you know, this, you just got to live with it now. Yeah, yeah. the the whole what's the point question comes out. But exactly. I have another interesting sort of curveball perspective, Leslie. See if you can help me out with this. I understand that Malaysia is planning to ease restrictions for fully vaccinated people. First, I want to ask, you know, what, what can you tell us about that? But the reality is there's going to be another harsh reality when countries start to enforce vaccination separation in that sense. If you're vaccinated, you sit mm-hmm. in one corner of the restaurant. If you're not, you know, you sit in the other corner. And at the same time, this could also give rise to illicit activities and crime because people, there's no support. There's no financial support. They get desperate. I mean, what are your thoughts on all Precisely. this? Precisely. You know, you know, I think these this announcement of 
easing of restrictions for fully vaccinated people. I mean, I think it's aimed at telling people, okay, you know, we there is a light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm-hmm. But when the government has, has said that it will come up with how they plan to ease into this in the coming days, but I think it is not going to be an easy thing. Like you pointed out, you know, how do you discriminate? You know? mm. It is because of government delays, uh, institutional delays that you're not vaccinated. Why should you be penalized then? You know? yeah. So I don't think this is something that is easy to do, but I think these pronouncements are being made to try and give people some kind of hope, some kind of saying, oh, okay, fine, you Perhaps it's also to encourage people to get vaccinated, at least one jab, you know. So these are things I think governments are coming out with these kind of statements to to try and, you know, kind of ease, modify this, this frayed nerves. But it is until people get, this lockdown is lifted, people get to go back to, you know, making ends meet, I think things, temperatures are just going to be... <laughs> you know, pretty stretched. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of El Nino in that sense. Uh, and, yeah. and, and we could really, you know, go on with this. There's the other silent killer called mental health. Exactly. And, you know, don't even get me started on that. But Leslie, really appreciate your time this morning. Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent of The Straits Times, helping me out this morning. Leslie, thank you. Take care and stay safe, yeah? You too, man. Take care. Bye. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.